at this point, Roger Goodell got some nerve, man. <laughs> he comes out and says, you know, uh, it's a year. Uh, we What Sue Robinson said, she gave us all of the proof, but she didn't take none of the suggestions. We'll come back and talk about it here on Locked on Browns podcast. You are Locked on Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends. Your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd from the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 92.3, the fans, the barbershop host, Garrett Bush at GBush91. We appreciate everybody who makes Lockdown Browns their first listen every single day. Whether it's on your favorite podcast platform, of course, available now on YouTube. Make sure you're following, subscribed with YouTube. Make sure the notifications are on. New episodes drop. Uh, Business about to pick up this week, obviously, as the Browns headed into their first preseason game in Jacksonville versus the Jaguars. Uh, We're going to get to, obviously, Roger Goodell's comments from yesterday. Um, And this is the difficult thing right now is anything Browns-wise, even when something important goes on, it kind of becomes a secondary topic. And it kind of stinks. I got a lot of you, but uh, Jakeen Grant uh, looks like it's a very serious injury. Um, you know, Achilles. You know, as we were talking the other, you know, a couple days back with ACL, Achilles is pretty quick. I mean, it's you know they they literally try to put the finger where the Achilles should be, and if it's not, you pretty much know it's an Achilles. Sadly, so we'll get into the uh, Jakeen Grant injury and the effect it's going to have certainly on the wide receiver room and the special teams room, and you know. The Browns defense now, you know, as much as we all thought it was going to be good, and this is where it's tough for them because it's going to be paramount. They're going to be expected to not be good. They're expected to be great. And it looks like from Jacksonville's perspective, they're going to get a little bit of a test here on Friday night in Jacksonville. Um, first things first, uh, you know, obviously, and look, I mean, we hate having to talk about it, but, you know, until it is fully resolved, and we thought it was about 10 days ago, but sadly it's still not. Uh, Roger Goodell basically pointing out from the league standpoint, they are seeking at least – a one year suspension and with, you know, taking Sue Robinson's, you know, findings of six games um, and deciding that maybe they wanted a little bit more and wanted to appeal it. Keeping in mind, if you were taking this to a full season, this is over a hundred and sixty six percent more than was suggested. And it's not like Sue Robinson is just anybody off the street. She is a federal judge. She has plenty of experience uh, obviously, you know, in reading each, you know, side, each you know, side of the case from each standpoint, rendering a decision. And again, you know, it's not that she did not point out any wrongdoing from Deshaun Watson. Um, I think the biggest takeaway Sue Robinson had from this was basically the way the procedural process was written on the NFL standpoint. And that is on them. Obviously, um, it is their right to try to go this avenue to appeal it, um, you know, but basically they're trying to, you know, change something mid flight with, you know, basically, you know, the way they have these things written down, not co- coinciding with the suspension they are seeking in regards to Deshaun Watson. Um, it, this continues to infuriate me and it's not. It has nothing to do with what's going on as far as, you know, what was done, what was not done. 
the thing that infuriates me is the Browns. We are well almost to five months of Deshaun Watson being here. Again, we are no closer to a resolution on his availability or his, you know, his time away from the team. We are no closer to a resolution than we ever were. So that is extremely, extremely frustrating. Coach Stefanski, who knows what his plan is for Friday night. And the point is, is now is he going to have to alter that plan? The problem is, is you're not giving the Cleveland Browns the information they need to go about prepping themselves for the 2022 season. And, you know, in my mind, that's an issue. It's just, it's not right. This needs to be resolved. It doesn't need to be resolved today. It needs to be resolved six weeks ago. The Cleveland Browns need to know what their course of action is into going into the 2022 season. If it's if it's a full season that Sean Watson is away, then you know you don't give a damn about playing him Friday night. But if there's a chance he's going to be part of this team this year, knowing that he missed all of last year, you want to get him some reps. It's just a crazy, murky, terrible situation. And the Cleveland Browns need a firm, definitive answer on this now. You know, I try to be I try to be smooth and I try to be cool on certain things. But who I am at the core of who I am is I keep it 100 percent real. And right now, I just don't I don't want to see Roger DeGale's face. I don't want to hear his voice. I'm not trying to hear him say nothing about it because this this whole process and I want to get one thing clear. For a lot of people that always want to throw it's about Deshaun Watson and you condone Deshaun Watson. Let me let me be very clear. It has nothing to do with Deshaun Watson. Put that aside over here. I'm talking about the levels of hypocrisy and the levels of this kangaroo court. And I mean, you got this guy really sitting up here acting like he's a magician. And you don't know what he's doing. We see you in real time, Roger. We see you. The whole entire process is a sham. You sitting there telling me, oh, well, well, it was very clear what she said. Did you not take what the second part what she said? This is the part where corporations, I'm going to just be honest with you. When you give, when you give corporations carte blanche to do what they want, they already give them antitrust laws that they're, they're, they're exempt to. They're already giving them tax breaks. These owners are coming in every single city, every city demanding taxpayers' dollars up for the tune of billions of dollars. They're raising your taxes. You're paying for them stadiums. And then these people believe that they don't have to answer to anybody. They get a subpoena for Congress. I'm not showing up to that. And, and, and Roger Goodell runs this interference game like he cares about. He don't care about none of that. He cares about the 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 the, the protection of thirty two billionaires so they can keep raking money in. That's what he cares about. And at the end of the day, don't give me this thing where you think we're we're so like I don't understand why they why they think we're stupid. We're not dumb. Does it a twelve year old knows that this process is trash? A 13-year-old would be like, are you serious? So I, I'm in an argument with somebody, and if I lose the argument or if the argue, we get a teacher to come involved, the teacher comes and says, all right, we're going to give you two-day suspension. But my, but the person over on, 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 that I'm arguing with, she says, no, well, I, I, I get to actually appeal it to Judy, and, uh, and, and Judy is my friend, and then she's going to decide on what you get. Bro, it's the corniest thing in the world, and I understand what people are saying. If you sign the contract, you sign the contract. They shouldn't have signed the contract. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you. If you're going to put owners in a collective bargaining agreement and say they're held to a higher standard of players, that's a bunch of crap. Because I haven't seen the Texans just file or, 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 or 
got done with 30 lawsuits. 30. They gave NDAs out. And we haven't heard their name once. I also say to the media, do your job. Stop, stop looking that you're gonna get your, 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 your access canceled. We're gonna get our we're gonna get it canceled. We won't be able to come into the press room and ask the same four questions that they never answered. Ask him, why are you sitting here going on or dying on this mountain when there's a team that just basically did the same thing and said they were listed in a lawsuit as Deshaun Watson? Once again, ain't got nothing to do with Deshaun Watson. It's the process. In this country, we have laws. This isn't Russia. I'm tired. I'm tired to talk about it. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, as you can see, uh, I think we've reached the pinnacle point here of this. And I think after five months, it's fair enough. Um, two strong points there. Yes. Um, where is any mention of any possible discipline towards the Houston Texans? And the other thing is, look, you know, this is why we are to this point. is because, And this is what makes it look the way it does. It's been five months. And you want to know what? You could have handled this really simply. Once he was not indicted. You could have basically told the Houston Texans, you aren't doing a darn thing with Deshaun Watson. You are not, we are not going to allow anything. We are not going to, because the NFL has to put their stamp of approval on any on any trade in the NFL. It has to go through the league office. We are not going to okay any trade for Deshaun Watson. You can talk to whatever team you want to. You can discuss compensation. All of that can go down. We do not know currently what the future of Deshaun Watson is. Therefore, as he is currently under your team control, he is a Houston Texan until we tell you what the outcome and the future of Deshaun Watson is. But alas, here we are. We are going to move on to more pertinent information here, Cleveland Browns. Um, as we mentioned, Jakeem Brandt injury yesterday in practice. Uh, we're going to get into that, obviously, for Jakeem and certainly what it's going to mean for the team, Jeff Lloyd. Garrett Bush, your latest Locked on Browns. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Guys, look, NFL props are out. NFL futures are out. Bet on comeback player of the year, MVP, Super Bowl champion, whatever you need to do. Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live game, live in game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, welcome back to Locked On Browns podcast. We're talking about uh, a little bit about what's going on with the Cleveland Browns. We're going to leave all that other stuff alone and talk about some stuff that's going on in the field because actually. Mm, Maybe that's what the NFL should be known for, football. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go ahead and uh, hit us up at GBush91, at Jeff underscore or LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, continue to support us on uh, YouTube and wherever you download your podcast. Uh, Jeff, let's get right off into this thing. Uh, Jakeem Grant uh, is uh, looks like he is going to be done for the season. Achilles injury. Um, I partially tore my Achilles before. I know how how debilitating this could be. Actually, I just did it probably about eight months ago, last July or something. Um, and, and, you know, I hobbled up and got married and had one of the scooters with my leg up. So I understand how how crazy painful that thing could be. And, and for the Cleveland Browns, it's just, man, you get Anthony Schwartz, 
Derek, uh, David Bell has been out. Uh, you, you talked about uh, Isaiah Weston is uh, gone for the season with a with a torn ACL. Now you get Jakeem Grant, who's who's gone down. Amari Cooper's missed some time. And so from from our standpoint and from the standpoint we're looking at it, at what point uh, is this team going to have to really consider being like, okay, um, we're going to have to do something here. Maybe we bring in another guy. Maybe we'll see. I'm going to be anxious to watch and see who plays in that, that first game uh, against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the preseason. Because to me, I already thought Anthony Schwartz was going to be hot in the eight ball. And my thing is, too, if you're the fastest, one of the fastest dudes in the league, man, like, what, you can't get on special teams for me, dog? You can't punt return, kick return? He, I, I feel he's going to have to step it up a little bit. Now, uh, now the guy that that uh, stands to, to make the most hay on this and to really step in and make the most, uh, take advantage of it is Demetri Felton. I think right now, uh, Jeff, given the fact that you've already had Kareem Hunt actually sit out a couple of days, he's he he knows he he wants a new contract. You take a look at the receiving core, and all of those guys have missed time, all of them. Uh, and, you know, one through five or six or whatever. Demetri Felton has not missed any time. He could play receiver. He could play running back. And now talk about that you lose Jakeem Grant. He's the number one guy up on punt return. He probably is going to return kicks too. Um, I think right now, uh, you look at what, what Demetri Felton is going to do, you can almost pencil him in as making this team. Not only make it a team, he's going to be learning multiple positions. He's going to be uh, impactful on special teams, impactful in the backfield. And, uh, you know, that's how the NFL is. One guy go down, the next guy step up. Before, it was going to be kind of difficult for him to make the roster. However, you look at it, uh, you, we were like, hey, all these running backs and Jerome Ford, it's going to be hard. Can the Browns uh, keep five running backs? Well, it looks like Demetri Felton just stamped his ticket uh, for 2023. Um, but once again, I will say, though, this is a very devastating look, though. I'm going to keep it real. He's a, he's a pro bowler back there. He's a guy that could take the ball to the house at any time. He, he's a guy that you can get the ball to in, on gadget plays, reverses, things like that. For him to go down, is tough, especially after signing that that big term, big time contract, three year contract with the Browns. Uh, it, I know when I saw it, I was I was kind of hurt a little bit. Jeff, what's your, what are your thoughts? Well, for Jakeem Grant, this is guy that's kind of bounced around the league here, and you know, every now and then there were games where Jakeem Grant's number was called, and there were just absolutely dominant performances. He had one last year with the Chicago Bears where he scored three touchdowns. Um, you know, whether it's you know you know, use basically just as an athlete in the passing game, not a real pure route runner. It's, you know, basically kind of, well, if you beat somebody or there's a blown coverage, we get you, you know, hit you with the ball in the open field. And then it's like, you know, he's like the kid in seventh grade and they're playing tag. I mean, the guy was probably never it a day in his life. Uh, so you, that's the type of thing they were hoping for. Mike Prefer actually even, you know, said in quote, we were hoping he would be somebody that would transfer. I am sorry, transform the return game. Mike Prefer is one thing he's never had here. As far as a special teams coach, he's never had that dominant, devastating return man. Um, Demetri Felton had that role last year. Obviously, we saw what they thought about that. They went out and brought in Jakeem Grant to do that this year. Um, probably was going to be an opportunity for Jakeem Grant to put together maybe his best NFL season. Uh, you know, always an afterthought. But when you have a guy who was that electric with the ball in his hands – to be an afterthought. I mean, it's a backbreaker at times for teams because you're focused on so many other things. And then you get a player like Jakeem Grant in space with the ball in his hands. 
And again, it's just he's a difficult, difficult guy to get to the ground. Uh, you know, and for the Browns, this was an insurance policy for Anthony Schwartz, David Bell. If these young guys don't hit the ground running, um, he has some experience. He has shown that he can prove. He has shown that he shown that he can put up some production if given an opportunity. Uh, for Demetrius Felton, this is a huge, huge, obviously opportunity. This was a guy who was probably hovering somewhere around, you know. 53, 54, 55, as far as the final Browns roster. Um, right now, he looks to be your number one return man. There was some success last year, and you try to figure out, you know, it's very difficult to translate return ability as far as in the scheme of with the offense. But if there's one way to do that, it's to, you know, you can look at a guy on maybe some bubble screens. Uh, Demetri Felton's two touchdowns last year, what were they on? They were on bubble screens, getting a guy in space, allowing him to set up his blockers and, you know, seeing, you know, how many yards he can get ultimately what he can do with the ball in his hands. Week two against the Texans took 140 yards to the house. Uh, obviously a 10 yard one to close out the season against the Cincinnati Bengals. And for Felton, let's see how he performs here because now he maybe doesn't have to perform with so much pressure on him here in August um, with this happening to Jakeem Grant. So maybe he can come back, be a little more lax and just a little bit more, you know, just let it come to him as opposed to saying, this might be my one opportunity today and I've got to make the most of it because they already signed Jakeem Grant to basically take my job. Uh, so Felton, it's interesting. And of course, you know, listed most likely as a fifth running back. You know, we figured what sixth, seventh, eight wide receiver. Um, he's probably an absolute in right now as far as his final 53-man roster. The Browns are going to need him. Um, and the other thing is, is as much as you are concerned about playing David Bell, Anthony Schwartz, you know, Friday night, you have no choice. There's no, there's no backup plan. Even Michael Woods looked good early in a couple of reps. Well, it doesn't look like Michael Woods is going to be available for September 11th. This is key, and this is paramount, because you need David Bell and you need Anthony Schwartz to show you something, and Dimitri Felton to show you something Friday night. Because if you don't, there's a good possibility once that game ends Friday night in Jacksonville, Andrew Barry and his camp are on the phone. They might be looking for a wide receiver. I don't want it. I don't think anybody wants it. I think we think the kids have the ability, but the Browns got to hedge their bets here. They got to be prepared for the fact if these guys aren't ready, I could. I can't just say, Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones are going to be getting it done. We've already seen the Browns are you know going to move away from the fullback position. They want to go more wide receiver, more tight end. Of course, that's something Coach Stefanski is not going to go away from. But it's a really, really difficult spot. spot. It sucks for Jakeem Grant. I, I, can't, I, can't, I just absolutely hate it for him. I thought it was going to be really, really fun. I think the Browns fans would have gotten to see something like they fell in love with years ago with all the you know Josh Cribs and everything he was able to do from this team from a return standpoint. This is a tough, tough blow, and this is the last thing this Browns team needed right now, Garrett. Yeah, man, uh, it, it hurt a little bit, man, and and I like the point that you brought up. They might be on the phone after the Jacksonville Jaguars game, and I know Kevin Stefanski doesn't want to, um, you know, commit to saying that I'm going to play David Bell or, or Anthony Schwartz, but look, man, um, when you got guys that are not first-round top-tier guys, this is not... Uh, you know, this is not uh, Chris Olave and, and Garrett Wilson here. This ain't, you know, these ain't first-round draft picks. These are, this is a guy who was a gadget guy, I repeat, in Auburn. And, yes, he's fast, but most of what he did was reverses in, in running option plays. So you got a guy that already needed to work on his route running, needs to work on his polish, catching the football with his hands, being being fluent out there. And he's missed two training camps pretty much and, and and hasn't had that much success in games. 
So you have to play those guys. And and, and you got to understand, these guys have to be, because I've always, always looked at it like this. You don't become dependable overnight. Uh, some people going to get hurt regardless. And when you talk about some people being injured, you're going to be hurt, injured regardless if you can play them in a game or you play them in practice or you play them or you put them in bubble wrap. Some some players just end up being injured. And I hope that's not the case with Anthony Schwartz. I'll give David Bell a little bit more of a reprieve. He's just now a rookie and he just got here. But we still need to see something given the fact that with these receiving core, I, I, especially if Jacoby Brissett's the quarterback. Um, the old line of it's getting late early, and that could be the possibility if these young wide receivers uh, cannot go out and at least you know, show something. Granted, it's going to be a limited opportunity um, and limited reps Friday night for them, but uh, there needs to be some positivity that when we sit down and talk about that game when it is done, that we are hopefully talking about some positives for David Bell and, of course, Anthony Schwartz. Uh, we're going to continue on here. And again, the paramount and the importance of this Browns defense being a dominant unit just seems to grow with each passing day. They're getting an opportunity to basically, uh, you know, basically sharpen that metal a little bit Friday night in Jacksonville. We'll get back to that. Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, your latest Locked On Browns. Uh, just real quick here, obviously more stuff coming this week. We'll have a pregame show. We're going to have a postgame show. Um, you know, we're sitting here waiting when we get a finality. <laughs> maybe a finality. And when we say finality, we have to put an asterisk next to it as far as what the end all be all is with Deshaun Watson. Appreciate everybody who's locked on Brown, their first listen day in day out, regardless of the podcast platform. And of course on YouTube, make sure you're following subscribed and leave those five-star ratings and written reviews. Welcome back to the locked on Browns podcast. Where are we going out here? Jeff, where are we at? Where are we going? Browns defense, they're going to get some players. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, they're going to see some reps on uh, Friday yeah. night for the Jacksonville Jaguars. These Browns defense going to need this. They 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 better get it. Ah, man, this is – and you see, I'll tell you what, this is the third – there's only three games now, right? And so one of them games you're going to have to pretend like they ain't going to play. So that means just two games now. Um, so I'm ready to see what they got against, uh, you know, Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, all those guys out there. They're going to get some of the they're going to get some of the ones. And, and for me, I'm looking to, I'm looking to see what the defense is talking about. I want to see guys getting lined up. I want to see guys moving around fast. I want to see no no miscommunications on the back end. I would like to see solid tackling things, fundamentals like contain. Um, we want to get a good series out of the defense. If we can get a good three and out, uh, and y'all come out there running around looking like you guys are shot out of a cannon, um, we ready to go. I'll get you all safe, safe and sound, put you back on in bubble wrap, and get ready to go to the second game. But I want to see these guys flying around. The first and foremost thing is you want to see, you want to make sure that nobody's injured, no issues, no problems and uh, get through this practice and get through the game uh, unscathed. So that's first and foremost. But one of the things I do want to see is I don't want to see jumping off sides. I want to see crisp activity, guys flying around to the football, and overall just being out there ready, ready, willing, and ready to go. Um, like you you got your, your hair on fire and put some good work in. Uh, so I want to see spot shadow too. This is huge huge for the defensive tackles because I'm going to start I'm going to start looking in spot shadow and seeing who's going to get a guy who's going to be one of the dudes that that is going to be in there to come take a position because keep it real with you Jeff if you can't play defensive tackle and you got Jadavian Clowney 
and Miles Garrett at the defensive end positions, what are you doing then? You, you, we're not double teaming none of y'all. Perry on Winfrey, you ain't never getting doubled, right? Always, <laughs> let's be clear. Uh, uh, you know, uh, Jordan Elliott, Taven Bryan, y'all not going to get doubled not one time. Y'all so single, you might be on, on, on a dating site. You, you, you singled up every single time. What you need to be doing is dominating, getting upfield, and at least causing some 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 uh, some commotion. So when I, when I'm looking at it, I'm looking at two different two different people. I always spot shadow a couple dudes on the defense. First and foremost, I'm looking at Perion Winfrey. Right, I want to see if we can elevate him and get him in as a starter immediately um, to see if he could take that position. Because on talent, he's supposed to already had this position. On talent alone, Perion Winfrey should be a starting defensive tackle on this team. Second of all, I'm looking at uh, Phillips. I'm looking at Phillips in the middle. I tell you what, I, I was I was pleasantly surprised at practice. He was moving around. I mean, when you talk about speed, his speed and JLK speed really jump off the chart for you. Like it's like, who are those guys? These dudes, is, these dudes is, is, is playing at a different level of speed. Uh, so I'm I'm interested in seeing him. Uh, so those are the two guys on defense that I'm, I'm interested in seeing. What are your thoughts on the defense uh, against Jacksonville? First things first, and you know, Garrett, you were a defensive player. What do you? What is the most exciting thing about once you you get to hit people that you don't care about? Yeah. And that is the one difficult thing with camp is you know. And look, there's always those one or two guys that you know cannot differentiate between teammate. An opponent, and you know that's always what leads to the you know the uh, fisticuffs and the bruhuhas of any training camp. And there's always one or two of them. There's no doubt about it. It's usually like a left guard, and it's usually a linebacker is is the one who cannot separate himself from understanding that he's not supposed to light up his own starting running back. So when you now get the opportunity to go against you know, guys who are not your teammates and the opportunity to go full bore. This is good and really good for the Browns that Trevor Lawrence is going to play in this game. Travis Etienne. Um, I'm not sure how it's going to work out in the wide receiver room for the Jaguars. It looks like a couple of their best wide receivers are a little dinged up right now and probably will not be a part of this Friday night. But these this defense needs to hopefully get as many real reps against real competition as possible. And again, this is in no way a knock on this defense. We think this defense is going to be great. This defense has to be elite coming out of the box. Um, the longer and longer this goes on, obviously it looks more and more like Deshaun Watson is going to be away from this franchise probably longer than six games. So this defense has to be stout, and it's going to have to be about pass rush. It is going to have to be about cleanliness on the defensive side of the ball. Like Garrett said, there is no jumping off sides. There is no holding. There is no you know pass interference. And you need to create turnovers. If this thing is going to go right in 2022, it is going to be about the defense. This defense has to be top-notch. It is there. The potential for this defense to be just that is there. You have John Johnson III. You have Grant Delpit. You have Ronnie Harris. Richard LeCount looks like he shook off the – basically, I mean, his rookie year kind of went like a freshman away from home from the first time, but it looks like Richard LeCount has got himself more acclimated, more understanding what is you know needed of him, what is expected of him in that secondary. The cornerback room, we know, and it's been fantastic. We haven't even had Denzel Ward on the field yet. The linebacker room, look, if Garrett will talk about Jacob Phillips, he's doing me a favor because you guys know how much time I have spent on Jacob Phillips over the last couple of years. Um, again, you know, you watch those LSU tapes from the year they won the championship. Everybody fell in love with Patrick Queen. But meanwhile, it was Jacob Phillips making twice as many plays 
as Patrick Queen. Patrick Queen was making the splash plays. Uh, Jacob Phillips was doing the man's work on that defense. Perrion Winfrey, Tommy Togiai, it's key. It's really key. Perrion Winfrey can be a you know pass rusher on the interior. Tommy Togiai, we are looking for him to be a stout run defender. And no, that does not mean a lot of statistical output, but that means that Tommy Togiai is at the line of scrimmage or you know, one yard into the backfield. He's not getting pushed three yards. If he can get penetration, guess what? Jeremiah was Cormoa, Anthony Walker, uh, Jacob Phillips. These guys can run for days and tackle anybody when they need to. The importance, the paramount of this defense, and it's it, it's really it really behooves the Browns. This is probably the first break they've gotten in a while, is that they're going to go against NFL starters in their first preseason game to basically sharpen the razor a little bit. Hey, excited. Excited just to be, you know, let's get to the football. Let's get to these games. Um, you know, all, all of the prognosticating is, is is basically we talk about tabloids. We're talking about who's going to be playing. Do we need to make a trade? How many picks can we get for Baker? Is he still on it? Nah, man, it's time to talk about. See, it's a lot of y'all cats, man. You might be. Hey, Get your nose in your playbooks. It's a lot of guys out there that love all the tabloids, but y'all don't be breaking down nothing that be happening on the field. That's why you need the Locked On Browns podcast. That's what me and Jeff do preferably. And guess what? Friday is going to be the start of a beautiful relationship. And for you Browns fans, I feel bad for you. There should be conversations we're having right now about third linebacker, fourth cornerback, third safety. And because... Nobody knows this. There's such an uncertainty over this situation that it's really taking away, which should be some really, really good football banter right now. And this is what aggravates me the most about this process. Get the decision done. Get it handled. Get it final. At this point, I honestly truly don't care what it is because we are not allowed to truly do what this job should be right now. And is literally analyzing 90 players that are in Brown's camp. But yet we have to devote one third of every show, single every single day, to somebody who at least is going to miss a third of the 2022 season, if not more. I hate it for you guys. You know this drives me crazy. Because you know, I will sit here and analyze who's going to be the second punt returner now after Demetri Felton, but we just don't have the time to do it. But we got a ton coming for you this week. Um, of course, first game week. You know, I am excited about this, and it'll be nice to block out for three hours and just watch the Cleveland Browns as they are currently structured. Deshaun Watson, whatever it is, it is, but to watch the Browns for three hours. So we're going to, you know, obviously you know, give you guys our absolute best this week. He is Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 11 to 1, Monday through Friday on YouTube. Guys over there just absolutely crushing it. Uh, the growth of that show is just absolutely going to fly off the charts. Look, you guys love your Cavaliers. You love your Guardians. But we all know what the favorite child is in the Cleveland sports <laughs> fan base house. Right. Ain't one a ton. But, but by all means, you know, they are the child that is loved the best in the Cleveland household. So we're going to do our best with that. Um, Barbershop 92.3, the fans, Saturday mornings, other appearances, certainly throughout the summer. You know, jump on in whenever he's needed out of the bullpen. Check out Garrett Bush over there at GBush91. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns. Follow back account. DMs are opens. Questions, ideas. You just want to chat? Feel free to hit me up. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to give you a ton of coverage this week. We'll probably give you a little bit more extra than we are required to do. But we're geeked up. It's game week. These you know things to do, things to talk about. We'll get more in depth about what we're hoping to see here from the Browns going into this game. You know, before we get to it, and then of course trying to pop on right after it's over and give you all our thoughts on everything that went down we appreciated all of you who make locked on browns your first listen every single day uh whether it is on your favorite podcast platform or of course now on youtube 
Make sure you're following, subscribe to Locked On Browns. Leave those five-star rating, written reviews on YouTube. Make sure your notifications are on. That way, the latest show will ship to you as soon as it posts. All that being said, this has been your daily delivery of all things 12-pound LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.